What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Our dear friend and regular commenter, Phil Giraldi, joins us now. Phil, thanks very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, some uh, some recent news in the past 24 hours, one of which uh, you wrote extensively about in a brilliant and gifted and, and devastating analysis and that is the United States vetoing, I believe now for the third time, uh, a resolution in the UN Security Council calling upon uh, the Israeli government to cease fire in Gaza. The other news, this is just hot news that happened in the past 15 minutes, is that Prime Minister Netanyahu has ordered Rafa to be evacuated. To where? We'll start with the UN about which you have written this uh, sophisticated uh, analysis. Uh, is it just hopeless to expect that the UN can achieve any measure of protection for the Palestinian uh, people in the face of the slaughter and genocide visited upon them by the Israeli government? Well, uh, yes. I mean, the, the fact is that uh, the UN was set up basically to deal with these kinds of international situations uh, by setting up mechanisms that would uh, uh, unite countries to uh, intervene uh, if something like a genocide or, or uh, something like that were to be taking place. The problem is when the UN was set up, it was set up with five members who were permanent members of the Security Council and who have vetoes. The United States has basically been the problem here. Uh, they, on three occasions, as you, as you noted, have uh, vetoed attempts to initiate a ceasefire. And these attempts were all uh, different. I mean, they had different features and, and, and uh, different ways of going about it. And a lot of the um, uh, discussion that went into these um, uh, proposals were uh, basically uh, out of consideration of, a, of the United States veto and how to make the United States or to convince the United States that a ceasefire and negotiations would be in everyone's interest. So the United States is the, the bad player here. Uh, Israel is going to do whatever they can to uh, basically get rid of the Palestinians. And accepting that, uh, the United States should not be cooperating in the effort because there are 30,000 dead, including 12,000 children. And uh, the Israelis are still bombing in the north, bombing in the south. And as you noted, they are now going to make another move 
uh, into Rafah, where over a million Palestinians are sheltering and they have nowhere to go. Are a majority of Americans opposed to what the Israelis are doing in Gaza and to the American support of it by supplying the weapons and ammunition and spare parts that the IDF uses in order to perpetrate slaughter? Well, the polls that I've seen uh, over the past two weeks seem to indicate that there has been a swing away from the usual knee-jerk support of Israel. They have a right to defend themselves, this kind of nonsense that Nancy Pelosi is so good at. And uh, it seems from the polls that there certainly is a uh, distinct swing towards a ceasefire because nobody likes to see this kind of carnage. And uh, there are various views in terms of what comes next. Uh, but uh, at this point, we just basically have to stop the killing and we have to start talking. And once you are talking, you can raise the issues that you have nearest to your heart and try to resolve them. And uh, the U.S. is basically not helping this process. And of course, Israel is not helping either. Uh, your regard dog apparently uh, detected the presence of someone, but it was quite exciting to see him bolt from his usual happy position over your left shoulder, Phil. Yeah, his mommy uh, just came home, I think. Oh, okay, got it, got it. There's the uh, Security Council now. Uh, I have to mention this Nancy Pelosi nonsense because what she said is really re absurd. I mean, last week she said that the uh, demonstrations for a ceasefire in the United States were fomented by Vladimir Putin. I mean, you talk about a disconnect. Yesterday, now correct me if I'm wrong, Phil, because this is so preposterous. I almost can't believe that she said it, but you reported it. She purportedly said, well, the uh, IDF is not using any equipment or ammunition or bombs that the U.S. sent. They're using their own, so don't blame us. Did she say that, and is it in, by any stretch of an imagination, if she said it, true? Yeah, I, I saw the clip uh, where she said it. And, of course, in addition to the Russians, she also mentioned it could be the Chinese who were fomenting these demonstrations, too. Because, you know, uh, there are a lot of enemies out there, apparently, except for Israel. Uh, she uh, She's incredible. She's an idiot. And uh, she says these things, and... 200, my, uh, I've seen uh, press in the New York Times, in fact, uh, some of the effect of 200 or 2,000 tons of munitions have been shipped by air by the Biden administration to Israel, and they are certainly being used. I mean, they, there were very specific weapons that they called for, including these bunker buster bombs that weigh 2,000 pounds and were dropped on a number of uh, several hospitals in um, in northern Gaza. And uh, these tank uh, munitions that were specially flown over, over there, $300 million worth, uh, these are used in, in urban fighting to uh, blow up buildings and and uh, and that sort of thing. So, you know, she's, she's well, either she's so badly informed that she feels compelled to say these things to cover up her ignorance, or basically she's just, uh, she should not be answering uh, things that where she's going to, she feels she has to lie. And uh, there's too much lying going on. These 2,000-pound uh, bombs, which could 
probably destroy uh, almost anything. Um, are they smart bombs or are they just guided by, by gravity? That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, they are, um, I believe, guided by gravity. The principle behind them is you get right over the target and you open the bomb bay and the thing comes out and it weighs 2,000 pounds and it makes a huge crater and destroys the building that you're, that you're hitting. I don't think they're smart bombs, but... Uh, uh, I would I would want to check on that. Uh, here's um, Mrs. Uh, Pelosi uh, with the nonsense about President Putin. And what we have to do is try to stop the suffering and gossip. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of these, some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected uh, to Russia. And I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you, you know. You think some not. of these protests? Well, she's a lunatic uh, to make any kind of... Uh make any kind of comment uh like that she's also a lunatic to say that the israelis are not using what we're sending them you and colonel mcgregor and scott ritter larry johnson ray mcgovern uh, max blumenthal aaron Matei, almost everybody with whom we've discussed this have said that joe biden could stop this with a phone call hey bb stop the slaughter or the weapons, the ammo, and the spare parts will stop, and they will stop, and the IDF will not have more than a few days uh, left. Well, I mean, the sad thing is here that we're, we're talking about a, a ceasefire. And, of course, the, the, the latest Biden message is to say that he, uh, uh, where he uh, voted against uh, the resolution in the, in the uh, Security Council and presented his own, is that he's putting up a temporary ceasefire, see? So the, <laughs> inevitably, that means the Israelis can start the fighting again, and they would. So uh, we need a ceasefire so that people will sit down and talk. And if, if he can't see that, uh, the bodies of all those little kids in Gaza and the, the ones we haven't even discovered yet that are buried in the rubble, I mean, this uh, how many we need, 30,000 more dead? Palestinians to uh, make Joe Biden wake up? Uh, we, I don't know what it takes. Well, we need a ceasefire, not so people can talk, but so that people can 
eat, yeah. drink water rather than starving to death. We're going to show you uh, an eye-opening and tear-inducing clip about a four-year-old girl, a Palestinian girl, uh, in a vehicle by herself. Everybody else in the vehicle is dead. Yeah. She manages to use the phone uh, and talk to uh, the Red Crescent, which is their version of the Red Cross, uh, to save her. Uh, the Red Crescent, the drivers are motioned by the IDF. Go ahead, go ahead. You can save her. And as they approach her, of course, the IDF slaughters the two drivers. And I'm sorry to say this beautiful young girl. Here we go. Look, that speech broke your heart. You want you wanted something else? There's a, there's a tape right now of um, the six-year-old girl on the phone to the rescuer, or four-year-old. I mean, she's a very young girl. And she's scared. She's in the car with her dead parents, her, de her dead uncle, aunt, dead cousins. And she's begging for them to come and get her. Please come. I'm scared. It's getting dark. What happened? So, you know, so, you know, listen to that. And if you're a father, if you're, if you have, if you're an uncle, if you're somebody who has, you know, a, a, a niece of that age, imagine that being her. Imagine it being. Hang on, Phil. Her young Wait. life cut short. Six-year-old Hind Rajab was found dead this weekend in this car alongside five members of her family. Twelve days after the little girl's desperate pleas for help went viral. Hind's 15-year-old cousin called the Palestinian Red Crescent saying their car was coming under fire from Israeli forces until she went silent. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's just, I don't, it's just hard to find words to describe this, uh, that they would slaughter a four-year-old girl, a baby, uh, and the the two unarmed uh, EMS people that were there, she is, that were out there to try and save her or salvage the lives of the others that have already uh, been killed. What What bothers me is that no state actors are doing anything about this. Uh, the president of Turkey has condemned it soundly. He hasn't lifted a finger. Uh, the king of Jordan has condemned it. He hasn't lifted a finger. Joe Biden claims he has these arguments on the phone with Netanyahu. All he has to do is tell the DOD, stop sending these monsters the equipment that we're uh, sending them. Great Britain does whatever the U.S. wants. The same for uh, Western Europe. No state actor has lifted a finger to stop this phil so i guess it's just going to keep going on because it's not going to stop from within the israeli public lords this monstrosity yeah and, and joe biden is facilitating this uh he could stop it and he basically is creating conditions in his dealings with the united nations where, you know, uh, he is basically blocking a ceasefire. He's blocking uh, the killing that's going on. I mean, this is just unspeakable. Today, there was another incident uh, like the one you described with the little girl, 
where a, a food convoy, uh, the UN was running a food convoy into Gaza, and they cleared it with the Israelis, and the Israelis told them the route sh they should take uh, to get the food in, into Gaza. And what happened? The convoy went into Gaza on the route that the Israelis had uh, promised was safe, and the Israelis attacked the convoy and destroyed it. This is just, you know, this is this goes beyond the horrors of, you know, anything we've experienced in, in, in the last 50 years. And yet, as you point out, it goes on. And the, the, the players who could make this stop uh, sitting on their hands. Sitting on their hands. And yet, McGovern, uh, Ritter, you, Johnson, McGregor, professors uh, Sachs and Mearsheimer all say this is not going to stop from within. It's only going to stop from without. And it will probably stop by Israeli hubris if they decide to attack Hezbollah, which whip, whipped them last time and which uh, appears to be the stronger military force this time. Do you agree? Yeah, it, uh, the Israelis are, are overreachers by their 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 very nature in terms of how they see themselves in the Middle East. And uh, they, at this point, are riding high. They, they probably think they can get away with anything. And uh, to, to, to take on Lebanon and push their plan to push Hezbollah back up north of the Latani River ain't going to work. And they bombed Damascus uh, yesterday. Uh, that's, uh, you know, Syria bringing them into it. I mean, this is just like, uh, when does it ever end? And when does the United States subservience subservience to Israel as exercised by people like Donald Trump and also Joe Biden? When is this going to end? When are they going to make us Americans proud again to be Americans? Well, who controls Washington? Joe Biden or Benjamin Netanyahu? Well, it would seem it's Benjamin Netanyahu. He basically goes ahead and he, if Biden even squeaks something, they tell, Netanyahu tells him to go to hell and uh, Biden sits there and takes it. And uh, uh, there have been stories that I'm sure you've seen where Biden, when he goes back into his room uh, and collects his uh, six brain cells, uh, he's cursing out Netanyahu and that sort of thing. But man, what is wrong with you? And you're you're condoning mass murder and you're enabling mass murder. And then all you can do is, is curse because the other guy is pushing you around. Here's uh, an interesting clip. You know, a lot of people uh, like you and I and, and people who watch the show and, and average Americans are kind of sick and tired of Netanyahu and believe that once the war is over he'll be gone and maybe even before so because of a lot of political uh and legal uh, problems yet here's the opposition here's benny gantz here's the person who will probably replace netanyahu listen to what he says and tell me if you think netanyahu didn't write it the world must know and hamas leaders must know if by Ramadan hostages are not home, the fighting will continue everywhere to include Rafah area. We will do so 
in coordinated manner, facilitating the evacuation of civilians in dialogue with American and Egyptian partners and minima to minimize the civilian casualties as much as possible. Nobody believes the last part of that statement whatsoever, to minimize civilian casualties as much as possible. They haven't done a blankety-blank thing to minimize civilian casualties. They have enhanced civilian casualties. They have targeted civilians. Their goal is ethnic cleansing and, and, uh, and genocide. I don't mean to be angry, but it's so obvious when they're lying. Uh, let's talk about the 800-pound uh, gorilla in the room. If Iran uh, attacks Israel, will Israel use a nuclear weapon? Or let, let's go back a step. Why does the United States just acknowledge that Israel has nuclear weapons? Why does everybody dance around that as if, it ha if, as if it's not the truth? <laughs> well, that's a good one. The, uh, the United States dances around it because the United States gives Israel billions of billions of dollars every year in so-called military aid and there is a law on the books uh, that the united states cannot give military aid to any country that has a secret weapons pro nuclear weapons program which israel has so no government official in uh, recent administrations has dared to say that look, Israel has a 200 nuclear weapon or 400 nuclear weapon arsenal that's secret, and it was obtained by stealing the raw materials and the uh, the timers from the United States. And uh, nobody dares to say that because then we we'd have to stop giving them money. Can you imagine that? Did they actually steal this from the United States? Sure, they they stole the uh, uh, um, the uranium and rich uranium from a uh, company in Pennsylvania called Numec, uh, which uh, was owned by a Jewish gentleman uh, who cooperated with, uh, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu was involved in the operation. And uh, they also stole um, the uh, igniters for the system, the starters, uh, from a company in California uh, with a similar ruse uh, carried out to, to obtain the the, the the technical equipment they needed to make the bombs. So this is this stuff was stolen from us, and we and we a congressman, a government official, cannot even tell the truth, which is known by the whole world, that Israel has a nuclear arsenal, and uh, under the Samson option, uh, is has threatened to use it on places like Rome. Rome? What would Israel have against Rome and the Vatican? Israel, uh, the Samson option, the, the, this was Seymour Hersh did a, a book on this. Uh, the Samson option was uh, Israel's view that if they were attacked by overwhelming force and were about to go under, they would, quote, take the rest of the world with them. Wow. If the Israelis used a nuclear weapon on uh, Tehran, do we know what kind of damage uh, it would do? Do we know what it would do to the regional economy, to uh, the infrastructure? Well, it, it depends what kind of uh, attack the Israelis did. I mean, with 200 nuclear weapons, they could destroy Iran. 
obviously. Uh, but the, the fact is that what's been talked about in Israel defense circles has been using their uh, nukes just to eliminate um, Iran's military capabilities. In other words, their ability to strike back. So that's that's probably more realistically what we would see, because then Israel would retain still its its uh, nuclear weapons. And of course, the U.S. would cover for them. Do you think that the U.S. or Moscow or Beijing would get involved if the Israelis used uh, nuclear weapons on Tehran? Well, Russia might, but uh, uh, I can't see the United States uh, ever, ever summoning up the courage, uh, the backbone to do anything about Israel. I mean, we've just seen so much of this over the course of 75 years. USS Liberty attacked by Israel, uh, 36 sailors uh, killed, 200 plus more wounded, and there was never an inquiry, uh, Lyndon Johnson. So, you know, this is, this is a poison in the system. We are, we are like slaves, and, and, and every time we get patted on the head, uh, we say, thank you very much, Mr. Netanyahu. Well, we'll leave it at that, Phil. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you because you're so uh, refreshingly clear and over-the-top intellectually honest even though these topics are, are a downer, uh, to say the least. But thank you, dear Phil. Thank you for, uh, personally from my team and, of course, uh, from the audience. We'll see you again next week. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you. Okay, of course. Uh, all the best. Uh, coming up tomorrow, uh, my dear friends, just bear with me a minute so I, uh, I have this uh, right. Uh, Matt Van Dyke at nine o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. I know a lot of you thought he had gone to heaven, but apparently he hasn't, not yet. Uh, 11 o'clock, uh, Colonel McGregor, two o'clock, Professor Mearsheimer. Wow, a nice lineup. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.